the NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, presented by WinBet. Get started today and you'll get a risk-free bet up to $500. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at winbet.com. That's W-Y-N-N-Bet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by Roman. Roman is the straightforward way to take care of your ED. Just head to getroman.com slash SGP for $15 off your first month. That's getroman.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is home to the Best Ball Mania 2 contest where you can win $1 million. That's right, $1 million. Sign up now at underdogfantasy.com. Promo code SGPN. That's underdogfantasy.com. Promo code SGPN. And welcome, everyone, to a Monday morning edition of the NBA Gambling Podcast. It is Monday, May 10th, 10.53 a.m. on the East Coast. This is your host, ZB, and I'm joined, as always, for our Monday episodes by Munaf. Munaf, how are you, brother? I'm doing well, man. Uh, Last week of the NBA regular season, right? So uh, kind of bittersweet. We... uh, last week and then we get into the playing tournament and then the playoffs which will be exciting i know we have a a huge uh fun show planned for next week we'll we'll get into that later uh but i'm looking forward to that one that one's going to be interesting do we want to tease it a little bit or is it a secret yeah uh we'll, we'll tease it later in the week when we do the i think the wednesday one okay yeah we'll do do that later we'll in the week yeah so we we will have yeah. a big uh we can Say we'll be recapping a lot of the of the season and kind of betting trends and that type of stuff with how we have performed this year and you know what we've seen yep. in the marketplace this year and definitely last week of the season there is a ton still to work out obviously with seedings yep. and matchups and um, individual awards as well you know not all that is settled either so lot to get to today and and, and as well we will have uh, you know just to of course we'll be continuing the content throughout the playoffs so. Should be really exciting, and we will have series breakdowns before each round and then continuing with our game-by-game uh, breakdown. So yep. stay with us for all of that. Let's get right into it here. We're going to start off today with some you know, recap of the weekend and looking at these standings in each conference and kind of what is still yet to be resolved. And then we will get to the slate. This is Monday, May 10th, six games on the slate. Um, a lot of games this week, and then – the season ends up on Sunday where they just announced that they will be doing day games on Saturday and Sunday, which is, yeah. a, I'm excited for that. That should be really fun. And there are still a lot of games that on that last Sunday that will probably have seating implications. So where do you want to start from the weekend? Any games that you liked or, you know, interesting aspects of the standings in either conference? I'll let you kick it off here. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of good stuff this weekend. Um, I think we could start with Washington. I know we got some injury news there, and then and then they had a few big wins over the weekend. Um, I believe they played on. Let's see, I'm going to see if go back to Thursday. They played against Toronto, won that game in overtime by two points. Then I believe they played Saturday against the Pacers, another overtime game for them, won that yeah. game by one. But obviously the bigger news for that came out was uh, Bradley Beal is going to be out with a hamstring injury. I saw a report this morning that he will be out for at least two games. So that's going to be tonight and um, the next game. I think they're both against the both Atlanta against the Hawks. Hawks. So yeah. um, that that's tough, man. This team was probably playing their best basketball of the season over the last couple of weeks here and battling to get into that play play in tournament Um seating so i hope bradley bill's able to come back because i really want to see westbrook and uh bradley bill that their backcourt going up against you know maybe some of the top teams in the eastern conference i think that would be a fun series to see but you know i think that's a one team that i wanted to start with that that was playing really well and again shout out to russell westbrook for tying the big o uh for most career triple doubles i think you know that's just something that's really incredible to see and it's like Westbrook's not, it's not like it's like 19 points, 10 rebounds and 10 assists. It's like 
25 points, 15 rebounds, 16 assists. It, it's, it's astronomical numbers, and it's really fun watching him play the game. Well, I will say one thing that I've learned about you the more we've gotten into this Wizards run is that you have a soft spot for the Washington Wizards and Russell Westbrook in general. I um, do. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like every night you have some sort of total or a player prop with Westbrook, and you're always trying to talk about them. So, you know, I think they – look, they – this Bradley Beal injury must be serious. I think, you know, kind of like what you were saying, because they're only a game back of the Hornets for that eight seed. And being in the seven, eight, you have a much better odds of, you know, using the play in to make the playoffs than being in the nine, 10, where mm-hmm. I think they feel pretty good about a matchup with Indiana, but obviously they're getting a little bit healthier despite the chaos around their coaching staff and all that. It seems like they, they can still be a formidable opponent. So mm-hmm. you really would like to get into that eight spot. So this Bradley Beal injury must be, uh, somewhat serious and yeah with regard to Russ I mean what's so crazy is that how much the discussion of of counting stats has kind of changed over the last few years like with with the the advancing of scoring and and how how frequent scoring is um you know he's averaging in his last 10 games 24 points 14 boards and 14 assists and on the season he is averaging a triple-double again, averaging 22 points, 11.5 boards, and 11.5 assists, and you know, not even remotely close to the MVP conversation, whereas when he did average that triple-double, I think that was, what, 2016? The fir- when he, yeah. Yeah. And, the you know, first him year and, without uh, Durant. Yeah, and him and Harden were kind of going back and forth. How I remember thinking that that was just so insane that he would average a triple-double, and statistics across the board are up and you know we've been betting overs and player prop overs and all that so you kind of see that that larger trend where that's going but yeah for the wizards they're definitely a dangerous team i think they're just as good as anyone else in the middle of the east maybe i would put miami over them but if you look at that kind of middle tier of new york atlanta boston I, i would put washington when healthy in that group especially with the dynamic backcourt they have that is pretty unstoppable so seven and three in their last 10 games um but yeah, this Beal injury. I mean, I think Russ can hopefully still get one against Atlanta. We could talk about that too. The implications for Atlanta maybe getting a couple of easy wins here. Yeah, just quickly looking over um, Washington's schedule to kind of wrap them up. Uh, I mean, yeah, four games left: two against Atlanta, Cleveland, and then Charlotte. So you know, you still have Charlotte that is also you know uh, battling for playoff positioning in the Eastern Conference. Currently sitting at number eight, but just one game ahead of the um, Washington Wizards. So that last game on the regular season, it's it's, yeah. it's going to be interesting. It's going to almost be like like uh, the NCAA tournament, where just kind of glued to the TVs for championship games, and they were kind of waiting for 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 the seedings to be announced. But uh, I think that's going to be uh, really fun to see. Yeah, indeed. And and let's get up to the middle of the Eastern Conference where the Knicks, did you get a chance to watch that Knicks-Clippers game? That was a big-time win for the Knicks. I did watch that game yesterday. Yeah, big, big victory for them. I'll let you talk about to the Knicks because I know that's your team. Well, I'll just say, I mean, is Derrick Rose a superstar again? I mean, he is so good off the bench, and he's kind of taken that. He's now, I think, a 1A, 1B with Julius Randle in terms of kind of closing games and you know, his scoring yeah. is just lethal. The jumper's falling. So that obviously makes him a, a lot more difficult to deal with. And um, for the Knicks, they obviously got that big win against the Grizzlies and then against the Suns and Nuggets, both losses. But getting that win in L.A. against the Clippers yesterday, absolutely huge for them kind of surviving a little bit on this West Western road trip. They have yeah. the Lakers on Tuesday. It looks like LeBron will be back. So another game yeah. where they'll be a significant underdog in that game. But Still a game up on the loss column on the Hawks and the Heat, a game up in the standings as well on the Hawks and the Heat. Um, now, I mean, we brought the Wizards. That Beal injury kind of implicates the middle of the standings too because the Hawks are now an eight-point favorite tonight. you got to assume they get it done. Um, but yeah, obviously, Russ hopefully can put the team on his back and maybe get one of those. Miami, they looked really good in that game against Boston yesterday, and they kind of look like they're heading to playoff mode. Jimmy Butler definitely in playoff mode. So, you know, this four-five matchup is just so crucial to get into because if you are the six, you gotta assume you're going home um, to Milwaukee. Although it would be really fun to see Miami um, yeah. get Milwaukee in that three-six matchup and kind of raise the uh, the the spookies for for Milwaukee in the first round. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that uh, yeah, I think if Miami matched up with 
Milwaukee that first round, I think Miami would go, you know, they have Milwaukee would have revenge on their mind and, um, you know, we can get to Milwaukee in a little bit, but you know, New York, again, I was watching that game last night, just the, the defensive intensity that picked up for them in that yeah. second half was just absolutely amazing to see. And it, it's again, going back when we talked about when this team hired time, Tom Thibodeau is that they, that he installed a, a culture there in New York where the, the players quickly picked it up and kind of had that blue collar mentality of playing hard nosed defense. And, you know, with Derek Rose, you're right. I mean, I think I wanted to ask you, do you think that it's better suited for him to come off the bench right now or, or, or have starter minutes? I think he's going to play extended minutes in the playoffs, but as for right now, do you think it's just better for him to come off the bench and have that? Yeah. You know? I, I think it works nicely with him coming off the bench. I mean, Alfred Payton, look, he's starting, but he's kind of getting that just, he plays the first stint in the first quarter and the third quarter and mm-hmm. doesn't play the rest of the game. So you look at yesterday, yeah. uh, 16 minutes for Alfred and 32 for Derek Rose. I think 32 is probably right around the right number. I mean, Mm-hmm. It is so crazy. And, and like you said, the, this defense of the Knicks and R.J. Barrett and Reggie Bullock is really turning into a formidable wing defender duo. I mean, R.J. Barrett is looking yeah. like a two-way, up-and-coming two-way star. He is really good on the defensive end. But R.J. Barrett played 45 minutes and Reggie Bullock played 46 minutes in a game wow. that didn't go to overtime. Obviously, Alec Burks and Quickly were both out. Um, yeah. But I, I, I tweeted this. R.J. Barrett has played more than 40 minutes in eight of the Knicks' last 12 games. So just Tibbs just th- letting these guys, obviously Tibbs being Tibbs, right? I mean, letting these yeah. guys go. R.J. Barrett, um, I thought he did a really good job. Kawhi Leonard was 9 of 26 in this game. Still got the 29 mm-hmm. points, but took him 26 shots to get there. Paul George, 8 of 20, only 18 points for him. Um, and, yeah. and I also want to shout out to Taj Gibson. Um, he was just a beast on the offensive glass with those tap outs, um, four offensive rebounds, getting loose balls, diving on the floor. So he kind of made up for, he got kind of dogged by Chris Paul and that Suns Knicks games where the Knicks uh, ended up blowing a third quarter lead. So a lot of positives take away from that Clippers game, although for the Knicks really would like to get that win against the Lakers if possible before they finish the season with pull up their schedule here, San Antonio, Charlotte and Boston at home. So, Boston at home on the last game of the season could be another one that is like yep. with Hawks mm-hmm. Hornets and Boston, New York, another game that could implicate seating directly. It's almost like lining up where that sun, those Sunday games is almost like they're actual, like almost like they are like playoff games. Right. Yeah. And I just, I'm quickly going to like pull up the Sunday schedule. So like you have, I mean, Chicago's kind of battling to get into, I mean, is it too little too late for them? Probably, but two and a half games back, but they have won three straight. Yeah, and they're playing well, right, once they got Zach Levine back. But you kind of take a look at Sunday's schedule. I know we'll get to this probably on Thursday, but Memphis-Golden State, playoff implications. L.A. and New Orleans, I think for Lakers, playoff implications. Boston-New York, like we just mentioned. Um, Denver-Portland last day, playoff implications. Um, Indiana and Toronto, Charlotte and uh, Washington. So a lot of great games on on, on that Sunday. But, um, yeah, you know, back to New York. Huge victory for them against the Clippers yesterday. And I'm again, I'm excited to see this team in the playoffs. Agreed. I want to t- touch on quickly. Did you get a chance to watch that Nets Nuggets game on Saturday night at all? I had the minus three and a half on the Nets that night. Um, I stopped watching at halftime and then I checked my score where they were kind of crawling back to the game, crawling back. And then I caught the fourth quarter of that game. Another okay. great game. On, on another, the another great game. And I did hit a plus 360 live money line on the nets, which was a nice, nice hit on Saturday night. It's kind of square yes. up a little bit, got destroyed in golf this weekend. So it was good to recoup yeah, a that a little bit. <laughs> and I will say, I think Steve Nash, I, I don't know if it's a long-term thing, but I think that the Nets did kind of get the memo. They were playing much better defense, especially in the fourth quarter of that game. KD mm-hmm. did a good job on Jokic. Blake Griffin, I thought, did a good job on Jokic. They had Jokic very frustrated. He was only 10 of 21, which for him is an inefficient shooting performance. Um, and so, I, I, I mean, I guess they're looking like their closing lineup right now has Blake and Jeff Green in it, you know, kind of two mm-hmm. guys who can be a little bit of a power forward slash center but when James Harding comes back I mean do we think we have the is it Blake Griffin who's going to be their closing guy along with the big three and Joe Harris uh 
it's I unclear. Think, I, yeah, I think it's got to be. I think it's got to be Claxton, don't you think? Like to have that body in there. But I don't know. I mean, he still only played fourteen kind of minutes, right? He potentially is working his way back from the from COVID, and he actually did yep. have COVID, not just health and safety protocols. So maybe that's part of it. But yeah, I mean, we 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 can, we can cross that bridge when we come to it. But I will say, I think they did defend better, and it was a crucial win for them to get. Now, half a game up on Milwaukee, it looks like Brooklyn will be favored in the rest of their game. So hopefully, yep. they can or not hopefully, but you know, I I, I think. For their purposes, they would like to get that two seed. They have Chicago, San Antonio, Chicago, and Cleveland remaining. So should be about a double-digit favorite in the rest of their games. And James Harden did say that he will expect to come back before the postseason. So it looks like we will see James Harden play basketball again this week, I hope. Um, anything else from the Eastern Conference that you that you had? I mean, it looks like the Sixers will run away with the one seed. So you know, good for them, and, and that'll be crucial for them to avoid a tough matchup in the second round. Yeah, just to wrap up Brooklyn, I, I think Harden will be probably back this first Chicago game to kind of get four games under your belt in the final final week here. But, um, yeah, I think uh, Philly's locked up into that that first, uh, the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. Um, and other than that, I mean, you know, we're just, the, the, the seedings and everything is going to shuffle around this entire week. So it's going to be a really exciting week, at least um, in the Eastern Conference. So, uh, I'm sure we could get to that later in the week. We have more results coming in, but um, yeah, we'll, for the Eastern we'll Conference, that's all I had. Yeah, we, we, we will be obviously running through this uh, all week and kind of seeing how things are shaping up and maybe even do a show this weekend or something, breaking down those Sunday games or Friday or yeah. Friday show or something like that. So let's take a quick ad break here, and then we'll come back with the rest of the, with the Western Conference. Today's episode of the NBA Gambling Podcast is brought to you by WinBet. WinBet is bringing you the action of real sports betting with the Win Las Vegas experience. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports games with generous promos, odds, and parlays happening right now at WinBet. Get started today, and you'll receive a special offer of up to $500 risk-free sports bet. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at winbet.com. W-Y-N-N bet.com and download the app today. I'm looking at WinBet's odds right now. They have the Atlanta Hawks as an eight-point home favorite against the Wizards, who are without Bradley Beal. Thinking about potentially riding Atlanta, big home game for them. First game of a two-game set. So big number, but the Hawks at home like them uh, with this win bet. So Get over to WinBet, that's W-Y-N-N-Bet.com, and download the app today. You'll receive a $500 risk-free sports bet. Terms and conditions apply. WinBet.com, W-Y-N-N-Bet.com, and download the app today. All right, coming back off the break, um, I do want to shout out the Sixers. They have won eight straight games. That's a little, going a little bit under, under the radar, so um, good for mm-hmm. them. Coming into the West, Moon Up, I wanted to start by throwing a bet at you that I placed, which was the Dallas Mavericks 40-1 to to win the championship. Um, mm-hmm. The Mavericks, and, and I'm not necessarily thinking that that is you know, a, a play that I would ride all the way through, but this seating is starting to look very interesting where you could potentially have the Suns, Clippers, and the Lakers all in that 2-3 side of the bracket, and the Mavericks could have a pathway that looks like Denver without Jamal Murray and now without other guards depth, um, and then the Jazz. So I think yeah. the pathway might be there for Dallas, so I, I did grab a little bit of 40-1. to one. Uh, uh, What do you think of that ticket and uh, kind of potential pathway for the Mavs? Yeah, I mean that that's really sneaky sharp, right? Because when you take a look at the bracket, nobody's really focused on it right now because you still have a week to play. But then if if things kind of hold serve here, you're right. If if Dallas matches up with Denver in that first round, and we know what Luca is capable of yeah. as a player, especially in the playoffs, he's gonna be playing those 42, 43, 44 minutes a game. Um Obviously, the injury with KP, I don't know what the status is, if he's going to be back or not. He's been out for, I don't know, about two weeks now. So, you know, if they're able to get him back, I think that'll be a boost for them. But you're right. I mean, Dallas, if if right now they'd be matching up with Denver in that first round, Denver starting to look a little vulnerable without Jamal Murray. I think they're supposed to get Monte Morris and uh, Will Barton back here soon. But um, at 40 to 1, I don't hate it. I mean, if they get to the Western Conference Finals, you're sitting kind of pretty, right? And then... Yeah. Uh, with Utah, I believe that they're supposed to reevaluate Donovan Mitchell this week. 
to maybe get him back for the past couple games or the last couple games to kind of get his legs back under him and then, you know, get up to speed with the game. So, you know, Dallas last night, I, 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 Luke, so what happened Luke, was, Luke got ejected. I, yeah. So what happened was I, um, I, I was just keeping track of the score on my phone and I was like, okay, well, they're playing Cleveland. They're going to, they're going to score a lot of points. So as soon as I put in a, a team total bet over for the Dallas Mavericks, I opened Twitter and I saw that Luca got ejected. I was like, oh man, what did I do? And, uh, and then I tuned into the game and like Tim Hardaway Jr. Just kind of took over at that point. These guys were knocking down three point shots, Trey Burke and uh, Jalen Brunson. So um, I think the key for the Dallas Mavericks is obviously going to be knocking down three point shots in the playoffs, right? We know what Luca's capable of the guy that can create his own shot, but our guys like, you know, Tim Hardaway Jr., Jalen Brunson, Trey Burke, um, you know, Dorian Finney-Smith, are these guns going to be able to knock down the three-point shot for them? I think that's going to be key for the Dallas Mavericks. Um, I mean, they've really battled back. They were, I think, out of the playoff picture or kind of in that 9-10 to range, but they started playing really good basketball in the second half of the season. Now they're sitting at number five. Um, So it's either going to be – I don't think they want to play that play-in game, but they're going to continue to win games here, kind of see what their schedule kind of looks like for the rest of the season. Um, obviously got the victory last night against Cleveland. And then they have, I believe they have Memphis, New Orleans, Toronto, and Minnesota left. So they can possibly go at least minimum two and two, if not three and one to kind of wrap up the season for them. So I do like that 40 to one that you got. Yeah. I think hopefully they will be in the four or five. I mean, we could talk about this Porzingis. What, what is the story? I mean, he has, I guess, knee soreness and it seems like there's some sort of, tension between you know how he's feeling and the Mavericks want to get him on the floor um and Rick Carlisle said you know hopefully we can get this guy out there but they don't really know what he's feeling so I mean Porzingis it looks like his career is going to be marred by this and when he's on the floor obviously a really valuable playoff player just with the ability to space out the floor and you know he could definitely pull Jokic away from the rim really test Denver but do want to shout out Tim Hardaway Jr last 10 games 21 points, uh, 41% from three. So he's looking like a guy who's ready for playoff basketball again. So definitely he's one that I trust alongside Luca. You know, maybe Jalen mm-hmm. Brunson is another. So if Porzingis is healthy, I think they do kind of have the skeleton of their closing lineup in place. But, yeah, there's still some uncertainty with, with Dallas. Um, but, yeah, I think I think the, the possibility that the Suns, Clippers, and Lakers could all be on one side of the bracket, I mean – I would probably have said those three teams are the most likely to come out of the West and only yeah. one of them will be able to make it to the conference finals. If, if these seedings hold. Yeah. I mean, and now, you know, switching over to Phoenix here, I mean, they've lost now two out of the three last games. Um, you know, they, they got crushed by Atlanta, but they were in a back-to-back situation. Um, and then they came back and beat New York uh, coming back home that night. And then they took a, a, crushing loss last night to to the lakers i mean i think the lakers kind of realized that hey they got to start winning some games here um and they they played well last night right led by anthony davis so all of a sudden we saw the phoenix suns were in that number one seed now they're two games behind the utah jazz for that one seed and utah we again a team that we're not really talking about now have won five uh five straight six out of their last seven without donovan mitchell yeah obviously they haven't been playing the you know the toughest competition but wins are wins right now especially in a tight tight playoff race in both conferences so you know shout out to the utah jazz for what they've been able to do without um without donovan mitchell and their schedule i mean isn't too bad the last two games are again in the season are going to be against the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Sacramento Kings. And then tonight, I believe they take on the Golden State Warriors and they have Portland, I believe, on Wednesday. So, um, you know, not tough sledding for the Utah Jazz. And I think they should be able to lock up that number one seed. Yeah, and kind of some parallels between Utah and Philly, right? I mean, no one really talking about either of those teams. And yet they are both, they are respectively on the biggest winning streaks in the NBA. Eight games for the Sixers, five games for the Jazz. Oh, the Bucks have won five straight as well. Um, yeah. So, you know, they should get that one seed. Obviously, it would be great, I mean, to see Steph Curry in the eight spot going in uh, in that series against Utah um, with Draymond and Steph. I, I mean, I, they would get, definitely go into that series with no fear. I think for the Jazz, 31-4 and four at home this year, and I'm pretty sure they have had some of the biggest, you know, crowd, the least crowd restrictions. So 
that is another thing we should probably look into a little bit for the playoff purposes is how much home court we want to factor in um, and, you know, who has maximum capacity, who, who doesn't um, yep. for some of these playoff playoff games. The Clippers, uh, they're kind of still ho-hum, but like you said, Denver's struggling a little bit, so they look like they should uh, have the inside track to the three seed where Portland would be the team they meet in the six. Portland's starting to play a little bit better. Obviously, they kind of turned things around after it looked like their season was headed towards, uh, you know, after those five straight losses. They ripped off four straight, then a loss to the Hawks, now ripped off another three straight. Let's see what their schedule looks like. They have the Rockets tonight. That should be yep. a win, but then they do finish off with Utah, Phoenix, and Denver. So schedule does tighten up a little bit for Portland. Yep. There's still obviously that chance that we could get the Lakers in the sixth seed, which would make a Clippers Lakers first round matchup. That would be <laughs> that would be um I don't know if I would call it a shame because it would be would be fun to watch, but I, I, I would hope to see those teams meeting healthier and later. Um it it is know. a shame. I mean yeah, it is it is a shame, it right? Is, it is because that like if it every, happens. Yeah, if it happens, but you know those are two teams that we kind of expected. With since LeBron went to the Lakers and Kawhi ended up with the Clippers with Paul George and then Anthony Davis coming over to the Lakers, like these are the two teams that we expected to be number one and number two. Yeah, every single year in the Western Conference and meet in the Western Conference Finals every single year to determine who would go into the um, the NBA Finals, and we have yet to see that in this season. Obviously, with injuries for the Lakers, you know, they've kind of dropped off to, you know, the number six, seven seed. But with the Clippers, they haven't been really playing good basketball as of late. I mean, they got, again, like we mentioned, got beat by New York. Offensively, they kind of just look, I want to say, quote unquote, lost. I mean, it feels like that their identity on offense, like we don't know what it is, right? I feel like with Reggie Jackson in that starting lineup is dribble, dribble, dribble pass it to Kawhi with like five seconds left and magically trying to have him make a shot for this team. So they had some things to figure out in this final four games. I mean, they don't have a tough schedule either. They have Toronto, Charlotte, Houston, and Oklahoma City Thunder. Then they should be able to go 4-0 in that situation. But um, yeah, you're right. I think that if they did match up in that first round, that would definitely be, I think it would definitely be a shame. Yeah, I'm just looking forward to seeing Paul George go for some redemption in the playoffs. Oh, I, yeah. I, I can't wait to see what he does in the playoffs. He is, I have to say, one of my favorite players to watch. Just absolutely silky smooth, but he has to do it in the playoffs. Let's just look at this play-in game situation really quick. It looks like, obviously, you'll have the Warriors in the eight, although they're only a half game up on the Grizzlies, and they play on the last game of the season, too. Um, mm-hmm. Warriors, you know, would like to be in that eight spot, probably against Portland or the Lakers in the first game of the plan and then San Antonio trying to hold off the Pelicans there a game and a half up, but obviously with Zion out for the year, the Spurs, let's see who they have on the schedule. Um, Spurs low key, I guess have lost five of their last six. Um, yeah. And they're kind of tough uh, sledding for them. Yeah. Th- this schedule has been tough and they, they finish up with Milwaukee, Brooklyn, the Knicks, Phoenix and Phoenix. So yeah, that's, that is tough. That's three out, real tough. So there is potential for, uh, I think, the the Pelicans to sneak in there as well as the Sacramento Kings were pushing a little bit there, two and a half games out. So the 10 spot, still up in the air a little bit, although the Spurs maybe have enough still to hold on. We will see. Anything else in the Western Conference that you want us to talk about, Munaf? No, I mean, just, you know, just kind of wrap this up. I mean, looking forward to this week. It's, it's going to get really interesting. And then I think Sunday I will be, glued to the TV starting at noon. And then, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll figure something out as far as, you know, instant reactions and things like that to get a, get a show out for, uh, for our listeners. Yeah. And it's nice that uh, next week we do have a little bit of a break for most that we'll be able to break down most of the playoff series. And you have the, obviously the play in game starts yeah. on Tuesday that goes till Friday. And then the playoffs will start uh, next Saturday. So yeah. Saturday, the, uh, the 22nd, um, yeah. So stay tuned with that. And obviously, as always, in the end of the season, make sure you guys are checking injury reports and resting. See who's resting with tanking or with seeds that are already determined. There will be a lot of absences that are not due directly to an injury this week. So stay tuned yeah. with that. Let's take a quick break here, and then we're going to come back with the Monday, May 10th slate for you guys. Look, guys, no one's perfect. Even the best baseball players strike out with bases loaded. The best golfers sometimes three putt with a tournament on the line. So if you feel like you come up short in the bedroom sometimes, it's perfectly okay. But if it's bothering you, there are options. 
Go to GetRoman.com slash SGP now. That's right. Today's episode is brought to you by Roman. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for your ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. And if medication is appropriate, it ships to you free with two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash SGP and complete an online visit. Take care of your ED without leaving home. Complete an online visit today to connect with a doctor and take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com slash SGP now to get $15 off your first month. Look, there's a straightforward way to take care of your ED. And you'll find it at GetRoman.com slash SGP where you can get started now to save $15 off your first month of free treatment. All right, coming back off the break, it is Monday, May 10th, again, 1120 a.m. on the East Coast. Six games on the slate. Let's start in Atlanta, where the Washington Wizards come to town without Bradley Beal, otherwise look pretty healthy at the Hawks. Hawks laying eight at home, total at 237.5. Munaf, where are you going with this game here? Yeah, obviously the big news, like we talked about, Bradley Beal being out for this game uh, for the Washington Wizards with the hamstring injury, at least two games. So he's going to miss both of the uh, games here against uh, Atlanta for the Wizards. Um, You know, I just tried to dig around before we got on the show, and um, um, the Washington Wizards are one and eight straight up without Bradley Beal in nine games that he's missed this season. Wow. Um, And And Westbrook is averaging 25, 12, and 12 without – Bradley Beal this season. So um, it's just going to be interesting to see what the reaction is for the Washington Wizards being without their superstar, but you still have Westbrook there for the Washington Wizards. The question is going to be, who's going to be that guy to step up in the absence of um, Bradley Beal? Is it going to be Ashimura? Is it going to be your Neto? You know, who's, who's going to be that guy for them? And um, I think this first game, I'm going to take the Wizards, to cover the points here tonight because I think we see a more motivated effort because they are, like we said, in that Eastern conference playoff chase in the play in tournament. Um, I don't mean Atlanta has the same motivation, but I think there's more of a chip on the Washington wizards. So I think they come out and play well tonight, even without Bradley Beal. I think they cover the points, but I think uh, Atlanta may be a good money line might be a good parlay piece for something else here tonight, but I'll take, uh, I'll take Washington plus the points here tonight. Yeah, and uh, on the injury report for Atlanta purposes, DeAndre Hunter upgraded to questionable, which is a good sign for him. He's obviously had some mysterious kind of lingering effects from injuries so far this year. He has not been able to play recently, but he's upgraded to questionable. Munaf, the Russell Westbrook rebounds plus assist prop is up at 30 and a half. (laughs) Can we possibly go over that? (laughs) I I think... um... You can, right? With Will Westbrook, you can. But I, I think okay. it might be better to probably take his points here tonight. Okay. I believe I saw it at 26 and a half or 26 and a half. Yep. Yeah. So juice coming in on the over, though. Yeah. Uh, so if you did, I would probably just take the points, rebounds, and assists um, and, and combine, you know, combine those two stat, three stats versus taking the points and rebound stats because we know he's going to have to score here tonight without Bradley Beal. So I'm leaning towards taking his points here tonight. I think he does get the triple double, but it might be like a, you know, 30, 11 and 11 type of night for him, maybe, but with Westbrook, yeah. you never know. So um, a prep that I would probably look at is taking Russell Westbrook over to his points total. Yeah. And, and I, I will say, I mean, there is kind of this like subterfuge uh, storyline for the wizards where it's like Westbrook also kind of on, I guess, somewhat of like a redemption tour proving that he's still one of the great players in the league. So I think the, the numbers will be there in some shape or form. Yeah. I think this does feel like kind of a big number, eight points, the Hawks. I mean, are they really that dominant of a team? Um, let's try to see if these, these teams have matched up so far this year and kind of how that went. Um let me see. I thought I wrote it down, but I didn't. Let me see if I can find it. Washington. They met Let's on January here. 29th, a 116 to 100 road win for the Hawks. Uh, okay. Trey Young did go for 41 in that game. So that could be something to look out for. Uh, Bradley Beal and Westbrook were both healthy in that game. Um, so, you know, I think 
Yeah, this is a big number. I would probably lean towards the Wizards on the spread, but I do like potentially throwing that minus 355 money line in a parlay. Um, the Bucks are available for a money line parlay as well. I think that might be one of my better plays for tonight. Any thoughts on this total at 237.5? I mean, the Wizards have been playing some crazy crazy type of games recently with their scoring, but the Hawks yeah. a little bit more, a little bit more down to earth. I don't think they've got, they've really approached this number much except for um, the that Pacers game. Um, actually though, they, they've been up there in their last three games. So any thoughts on this total of two thirty seven and a half? Yeah. It's just tough without um, Beal. Yeah. Beal. Right. Because again, he is a guy that's tops in the league in scoring. And, and when you're losing that type of guy, does the, does the game plan change for the Washington Wizards? Maybe do they slow it down a little bit and, and play half-court basketball? Or is it, you know, we're still going to run and get up and down in pace? Uh, you know, Wizards are still number two in pace in the entire league over their last five games. But I think, I think um, I'm going to stay away from this total here tonight. Even though Atlanta over their last five games are number three in offensive efficiency, um, it's, I think this is a total because, again, without Bradley Bill, we're, we're not sure what we're going to get from Washington. So I'll, I'll probably just sit this one out as far as a total. Any other player props you're targeting here? Trey Young had a big game against the Wizards last time they played. He is at um, 40 and a half on the on the uh, points, rebounds, and assists. So maybe it's some Trey Young action tonight. Yeah, uh, I think a guy that I may be looking at here as far as a player prop may be um, Clint Capella rebounds. Let me see if I can find a number for him right now. It's at 14 and a half with the juice of the under, but um you know with alex lynn in there i I think that number may i think that 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 number may be too high for clint capella here tonight in one in the one game he did grab 14 rebounds but um his his rebounding numbers have fallen off here a little bit against indiana only had nine and then 10 10 and 11 so maybe take clint capella under the rebounds here tonight yeah, and I I will shout out to this kind of newfound Wizards three-headed monster at center with uh, Alex Len, Robin Lopez, and Daniel Gafford. <laughs> kind of yeah. an interesting combo, but they are playing pretty well. So, yeah, I think I, I will take a look at Trey Young over the 40-and-a-half points, rebounds, and assists. Uh, went over okay. it against Indiana. Uh, it's kind of right around his average. I do think that the matchup sets up nicely for him with Russell Westbrook taking on such a big burden on the offensive end. I think that there will be opportunity for the uh, Atlanta Hawks guards to kind of get going on their offensive uh, end as well. So a recent performance for Trey, uh, you know, it, he hasn't really been uh, too crazy, but getting healthier, coming off that ankle sprain, obviously. So I will take a look at that. Not a confirmed play yet. Let's go to. Cleveland, where the Indiana Pacers are in town. The Pacers laying eight and a half on the road. Total at 230. Munaf, I want to do it. I want to take my forbidden team, the Cleveland Cavaliers, as a home dog again. But I will try my best to stay away. Where are you going with this game here? (laughs) Oh, God. This Cleveland team is not putting up any effort on the defensive end. Daily fadeaway, fadeaway of the month. I mean... It's not pretty for, for the Cavs right now. And I think we had talked about this a while back that going into the month of May is that, especially in this final stretch, that they were going to play um, quite a few teams in that last week that are in playoff contention. So what the motivation for the Cleveland Cavaliers is going to be, we don't know. Again, last night against the Dallas Mavericks, or their last two games, were absolutely crushed by them. I was watching the game last night. I mean, they just don't have any effort on defense, and the numbers are really kind of backing that up, right? Cleveland over the last – they're on a 10-game losing streak here, number 30. And defensive efficiency or defensive rating, they're giving up 127 points per game over their last five games, and I do not want any part of this Cleveland uh, team right now. They are in a back-to-back situation here. Yep. and um, Let me see if I can find a trend for what they're on a back-to-back situation. Seven and nine against the spread, so not much there. Five and eleven uh, with no rest to the under. So um, keep an eye out for if Kevin Love plays here tonight because the, I believe he did play last night. Maybe he doesn't play in a black to back to back situation, but I'm sorry, I, I can't give you the confidence to take Cleveland here tonight. I really can't. <laughs> um, I think Indiana team total might be you know uh, the team total of the day here for me. Possibly um, Indiana still playing at a high pace, um, getting up and down the floor. I saw that question that Brogdon is still questionable here tonight, but regardless, um, 
the other guys that they have on their team, that they're playing really well. Yeah, Brett Brogdon is questionable tonight. Total at 230, I think I kind of like that to go over. I mean, maybe even just stick with, so the Pacers team total that you mentioned is at 119 and a half. I would endorse that as well. Um, And yeah, I mean, look for Cleveland. I think when you kind of zoom out a little bit, they are in the thick. Like this this tanking race is getting really interesting with these last six, uh, these last six, um, these the, the six worst teams in the league: Minnesota, Orlando, Cleveland, OKC, Detroit, and Houston. Now, Detroit and Houston have kind of pulled away a little bit, but Minnesota, Orlando, Cleveland, and OKC are all tied with 21 wins. Um, and when you kind of look at the tanking race, you got to look at the wins because you're trying to avoid those. When you look at the yeah. top of the race, you look at the loss column. But I mean, Cleveland, another loss would be really nice here to kind of keep pace and potentially get those third best lottery odds. So. I don't think you can pull trig on Cleveland here. I did want to pull up Karis LeVert um, on the uh, – so no, no player props out for this game yet, probably due to that Brogdon uncertainty. So Karis yeah. LeVert is someone I could target. He is from the state of Ohio. Um, hopefully come back, play in front of some family and friends. Um, but, yeah, this total at 230. I mean, do you plan on laying the 8.5 with Indiana? I don't really think that's a good move either. I think it's probably pass on the side, right? Yeah, it, it, it's, I think it, for this game, you probably want to pass it. But I, I do love that Pacers team total over here tonight. Um, again, Cleveland playing no defense, and the numbers really kind of back that up. So uh, just keep an eye on my Twitter if I do kind of post that as the play of the day. Yeah, I mean, you in the Wizards, in the Pacers' last four games, uh, the, the last five games, they've had, you know, they had that 104-93 against the Sacramento Kings. But other than that, 133-132-133-126-154-141. And then obviously when they scored 152 at OKC. So 119.5 is your team total play. And I also like this game to go over at 230. Um, but I will ride with you on that team total again. Follow Munaf on Twitter at SportsNerd824 um, to kind of get his plays on player props, team totals, and baseball if you're into that. Any other plays on this game here, Munaf? No, we can move on to the next game. Let's take a final break here, and then we'll come back with the last four games on the slate. Today's episode of the NBA Gambling Podcast is also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. If you haven't played on Underdog Fantasy, you have to check it out, guys. Their fantasy best ball tournaments are some of the best around, including their Best Ball Mania 2 tournament, where you can win $1 million. $1 million. Plus, you can play a number of games involving parlaying player props for MLB, the NBA, and more. They also have a special NBA playoffs best ball tournament coming up as well. That should be awesome. So go to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN. And don't forget to enter their Best Ball Mania 2 tournament for your chance to win $1 million. That is underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. Coming back off the break, let's go to Memphis, where the Memphis Grizzlies are hosting the New Orleans Pelicans. The Grizzlies are a nine-point favorite at home, total at 228. Grizzlies obviously right in the thick of things in their chase to kind of get that eight seed for the better playing odds. Pelicans chasing the Spurs for the 10 seed. So plenty of motivation, although uh, Zion obviously out here. Um, Do we have an update on Brandon Ingram? I thought he, they said he was also out indefinitely, but okay, it looks wow. like he's a game time decision on the injury report. Okay. So that's guess, something. Just keep an eye on that for sure. Yeah. Keep an eye on that for sure. I mean, that's a pretty big number I was going to say. So probably some more injury uncertainty. Yeah. Steven Adams day to day, Brandon Ingram day to day, Zion out. Um, Munaf, where are you going with this nine point number here? Both teams coming off a win Pelicans on a back to back after a nice win in Charlotte last night. Yeah. I mean, Obviously, when I saw the news that Zion was going to be out indefinitely pretty much for the rest of the season, um, and then the BI news also, but uh, I thought this team would kind of fall off the face of the earth. They were competitive in that Sixers game, that first game without Zion and BI, covered the 11 and a half, almost won that game straight up. Yep. And then last night, the Ball Brothers uh, battle, you know, uh, LaMelo may have won in the box score, but, you know, Lonzo and his Pelicans got the W last night. And now in a back-to-back situation against the Memphis Grizzlies, you know, I, I've said this before, like this Memphis team has been one of the toughest teams for me to figure out over the course of the season, you know, in, in games that we think that they're going to just roll, they, they lay an egg, and then the games that we think that 
they're not going to do like they come out and win by like double digits. You know, they've been alternating wins and losses over their last, you know, four to five games here. Um, obviously got the victory over Toronto in, in Tampa there. Now I feel like this nine is a big number. Don't you think, especially the way new Orleans is still playing with, without, you know, Zion and BI, hopefully BI is able to go tonight, but I, I think this nine is a big number for, for Memphis to kind of cover here tonight. Yeah, it is a big number. I mean, I think what drives that obviously is just the roster that the Pelicans are putting on the floor. I mean, they yeah. have they have performed well in these two games against Philly and Charlotte, but I mean, the starting five: James Johnson, Najee Marshall, Willie Hernan Gomez, Lonzo Ball, and Bledsoe. And then off the bench, I mean, they had some young players, but a bunch of journeymen as well. Um, Jackson Hayes did play really well in that game last night against Charlotte. He had eighteen and eight, so shout out to him. And then Lonzo Ball getting up 11 threes last night. I mean, after the criticism of him early in his career, it's good to see him kind of be turned into one of the better shooters in the NBA. Yeah. I mean, I think this probably feels like new Orleans are past. I mean, Memphis, like you said, they've been up and down all year, um, 10 point win in Toronto or in Tampa Bay for their last mm-hmm. game. Um, although there were some injuries for rat for the Raptors and some rest as well. Um, yeah, I, I would probably lean towards, uh, the Pelicans mine, uh, plus the nine, Kind of feels a little bit similar to that Wizards-Hawks game um, to me. Any potential maybe for a Hawks-Grizzlies money line parlay, or do we not trust the Grizzlies enough to throw them in there? Yeah, I don't. I don't trust. I don't trust the Grizzlies. I mean, the Pelicans. I mean, I, like I said, I thought that they were going to kind of fall off, but they've been playing good basketball. Yep. Um, so if you, I, maybe if you did want to parlay, maybe you take Pelicans on the spread and then parlay it with the Hawks money line. I think that might be a better angle than. Uh, taking taking the uh, Grizzlies because I do not for sure do not trust this Grizzlies team. Uh, a player prop I did want to mention for this game was I'm going to keep continuing riding Valanciunas rebounding props. Um, you know, in two games, he's only averaging six against the Pelicans, but um, you take a look at what he's done over his last five games here. 21 against the Raptors, 16 against the Pistons. He only had five against the um, Timberwolves. That was because he only played 20 minutes in that game, but then 16 against the Knicks, 16 against the um, Magic. And currently I'm seeing at 12 and a half, so I'm going to take the over on, on Jonas Valanciunas' player prop here tonight. Yeah, I like that. And uh, the Pelicans, you know, with Billy Hernan Gomez and Jackson Hayes, they're not as formidable on the inside as they have been with, you know, Steven Adams and Zion. P.J. Washington was able to grab 12 boards last night. Bismack Biombo eight boards. Cody Zeller, eight boards. So, you do get some concentration with Valanchunas. I like that play as well. Total at 228. Um, any thoughts on that? Grizzlies team total 118, Pelicans 109. Kind of feel like an under, right? I mean, yeah. Stan Van Gundy has been like preaching defense, defense, defense to this Pelicans team. And I mean, for them to hold the Sixers to 109 points and then last night against the Charlotte Hornets were where I thought the Hornets would score a lot of points, held them to 110. Um, they know that if without Zion and B.I., that if they're going to have a chance to win games, it's going to be have to start on the defensive end. Um, but I, I kind of do lean to the under in this game. Yeah, and in these teams' last 10 games combined, so five for each, seven of the 10 have gone to the unders, or under this number, respectively. Um, so, yeah, I would also lean to that under 228. Any other plays in this game, Munaf? No, that's all I had. Yeah, me too. And and uh, let's go to San Antonio where the Bucks are in town. The Bucks are a six and a half point favorite on the road, total at two thirty-three and a half. So, you know, this kind of does start off this crazy schedule for the Spurs to close the year as they try to hold on to the playing tournament. Bucks obviously locked in this battle with the Nets for who's gonna have home court advantage in that second round series if we get to it. So Six and a half points on the road. Munaf, where are you going with this number? Injury report, pretty clean for the Bucs. Uh, nobody out, nobody on it. So number feels maybe a little bit short to me. Yeah, and you know, when I was digging up some numbers for this game or kind of looking at their uh, spread trends, um, there's kind of two things that kind of stuck out to me. Um, obviously, this being an out-of-conference game for, for both of these teams, you know, like you mentioned, Milwaukee five-game winning streak, won six out of the last seven games, are averaging 125 points per game over their last five games, three and two against the spread. But you take a look at the non-conference against the spread record for both of these teams. 
San Antonio is 18 and eight in non-conference games and Milwaukee is 10 and 19 against the spread in non-conference games. So yeah. And then both of these teams in non-conference games, at least, uh, you know, being a totals guy, San Antonio, 18 and nine to the over and Milwaukee is 19 and 10 to the over non-conference game. So, but, you know, we, 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 we think about at least recently, right? Because we, try to handicap with what's going on recently, especially in the NBA that Milwaukee's probably playing their one of their best ball of all, all season, right? They have everybody healthy. Um, like you mentioned, yeah, the number does seem kind of short, but I mean, those, those, those non-conference trends kind of scare me. This is a road game, right? For Milwaukee. Yeah. In San Antonio. Yeah. I'll, I'm going to take the San Antonio Spurs here tonight at home against the spread. Um, we were talking about earlier with maybe with the Atlanta money line parlay piece, this might be a good piece with Milwaukee to do a two team money line parlay. If you like, if you like that angle, but I'm going to stay with San Antonio here tonight at home, getting, getting the points. And I'm going to take the over in this game. Also, these two teams did match up back on March 20th. Milwaukee won that game one twenty one thirteen. 13. Uh, they were favored by 11 and a half points in that game. So Santone did get the cover and that game did go over the 229. They finished up with two, sorry, yeah, 233 in that game. Yeah, and the Bucks, I mean, they're coming in off this winning streak, but they haven't covered since that Brooklyn's uh, that Brooklyn back-to-back series. And obviously both those games were neck and neck. You know, this win against Houston last night uh, or two nights ago was uh, only a, an eight-point win. And then against the Wizards, the Wizards got them, you know, right down to the wire. That was a four-and-a-half-point spread game, ended one I, I, I will lean with the Bucks here. I mean, I do think they are the better team. And I think that they come in here plenty motivated to, you know, stay in this race with, with Brooklyn and, you know, the Spurs, how are they going to be able to handle this, this offensive talent from the Bucks? But I do kind of like this over more than I do like the side Two thirty-three and a half seems plenty short here. Bucks yeah. offensively been an absolute juggernaut and defensively, they haven't been as good as, as, um, you know, maybe we've seen them in past years. The Spurs, we know that they can uh, let up plenty of points and, and they can also put them up when the pace gets high. So I do like this over 233 and a half. Maybe my favorite play that I've seen so far on the board would lean with the six and a half on the Bucks as well. But I like the total more. Maybe a Bucks team total at 120 is a good way to kind of bridge those two. Um, yeah. So that could be a potential for another uh, bet tonight. Any player props in this game that you're targeting, Munaf? I was looking at Giannis rebounding props, but um, I think that number is a little high. It's at 12 and a half. Um, we go back and look at what Giannis did against this same team in a previous matchup this season. He had 26 points, six rebounds, and sorry, 26 points, nine rebounds, and 15 assists in their previous matchup on March 20th. Um, and you take a look at what Giannis has done um, dishing out the ball. He had seven assists against the Rockets, eight against the Washington Wizards. So, you know, depending on what the game plan is for the Milwaukee, sorry, for San Antonio Spurs on how they kind of handle uh, Giannis, this might be a good opportunity to kind of take his over assist. It's sitting at five and a half right now at plus money. So I might take a stab at, at Giannis uh, over five and a half assists tonight. Yeah, I like that play as well. Anything else on this game here? No, that's it. That's it. Let's go to Golden State. We're very excited to watch this one. This one should be potentially the best game of the night. The Utah Jazz are in town. Three-point road favorites in Golden State. Total at 226 and a half. Steph Curry, obviously, just ridiculous. Potentially some of the best shooting performance I've ever seen um, it, over his last, you know, whatever, 20, 25 games has been absolutely insane. Jazz coming in, like we said, winners of five straight, still no Donovan Mitchell, three-point home dog for the Warriors, potentially a playoff preview. Really excited to watch this one. Um, injury report-wise, um, not much uh, for either team that's new. Conley and Mitchell still out for the Jazz. For the Warriors, nothing new. Kelly Oubre still out with that left wrist injury. Munaf, where are you going with this game here? I think this might be like the stinky line of the day, right? We've always talked about that lines that kind of don't make sense here. I mean, you would think that Utah may be favored by more points, but if you kind of take – because they're on a five-game winning streak here that people will just kind of look at it and say, oh, they've won five, in five games in a row. Utah's number one in the Western Conference. They take Utah here tonight, but – 
you kind of go inside their schedule. I mean, they haven't played the toughest competition over their last five games here. They had Toronto, they had San Antonio twice, and then Denver, okay, but then they had Houston. Um, and they let kind of Houston hang around in that game. Um, and again, Golden State, like you mentioned, Steph Curry just playing out of the world. It seems to amaze us with Steph Curry. Like we, we feel like we've seen like the best shooting performance ever from a player, but then like it gets keeps on getting better and better with Steph Curry. And, um, you know, it, it, it's unfortunate that he's not in the MVP conversation this year that Jokic has kind of uh, locked that up, but definitely deservingly so Curry should be in that, in that conversation. But Take a look at, you know, Golden State. They've come in off those two big wins against Oklahoma City Thunder. Who's not beating them right now? I think this is a big game here for Golden State, and I think they come out and play here tonight. I'm going to take the plus three with, you know, Golden State at home tonight. Um, I like this spot for um, for the Golden State Warriors. Expect, you know, Draymond to play well, Wiggins to play well, uh, Curry to be Curry here tonight. And I, I think that this is a game where, uh, you know, Golden State uh, should, I think, probably wins at home in an underdog role. Well, it's funny you say that because when you said that this line was uh, stinky, I actually thought that you were going to say that the Jazz should potentially be, um, that this game would be closer to a pick em. And I was actually thinking that you were going to say that maybe this looks like a good spot to take the Jazz. Although I think I may be a little bit too low on the Jazz and kind of not seeing them in the same light as the rest of the market. Um, for the Warriors, they they finished the season now with six of the, they're all six. Of their final games are at home. Mm-hmm. You know, two and zero so far in this homestand. The back to back against OKC. I think it's worth mentioning that they do play Phoenix tomorrow. So back to back games against the top of the West, and definitely need to get one of those to kind of keep pace in this playing race. I think, um, you know, very, very, very tough line here. I would probably lean with the Warriors, although, um, you know, I think that, like you said, the Jazz maybe potentially people thinking a little bit low of them um, yeah. now with without without Mitchell and Conley. Um, I, I don't really have a good feel for way, which way this one's going to go. Uh, the Warriors, you know, they've been kind of much better as of late. A lot of W's on this schedule when you look at it, and they're kind of like the Mavericks kind of playing their best ball at the right time. So maybe we'll lean with them at, on the plus three, money line plus 125 potentially if you like the Warriors, uh, you know, kind of boost that up a little bit. Um yeah, I'm not adding much here. Any thoughts on the total at 226 and a half or any player props in this game? No, I th- quickly want to mention, I think this is a, the, a great thing that you pointed out that they do have Phoenix tomorrow night. Yeah. Um, so let's just say Golden State does beat Utah here tonight. I think Golden State are going to be in a bad spot tomorrow night against Phoenix that number one, let's just say they're coming off a tough loss against the Lakers. So you know they're going to be putting in an A effort tomorrow night. And then they see that, hey, Golden State beat Utah. Now, if we beat Utah, all of a sudden, we're only one game within that number one seed. So um, I think tomorrow, we'll discuss this on the show tomorrow, but I think that Phoenix is going to be a big play here tomorrow night for me against the Warriors, depending on what happens here tonight. Um, As far as the total and player props, I mean, like, I don't, it almost seems like we don't know what, how high this number can get for, for Steph Curry points props and it at this, the way that they do want to get into the playoffs and, and win games, it's going to have to be on the back of Steph Curry. So you probably just want to keep on pounding Steph Curry 35 and a half over the points every single night. I mean, it's, it's definitely a high number, but we take a look at what he did against OKC is an example of what Steph Curry can do on any given night. He dropped, what, 49 points in like 29 minutes and had like 11 three-pointers. I know you're playing against a better team than Utah Jazz, but, you know, shooters shoot no matter what gym it's in, right? And in being, them being at home tonight, Steph Curry should be Steph Curry tonight. You know, 35 and a half over on his points. And then let me take a look at what his three-point, uh, six and a half at play. Plus one twenty two. I don't like. I don't think we ever seen that in the history of the NBA, where a guy has a player prop posted of six and a half made three pointers. But um, I'll take Curry over thirty five and a half here tonight. Yeah, and for Steph, I mean, he, he's what he's, he's taking like twenty threes. I mean, in, in this game against the Thunder, yeah. I think he got up. Uh, yeah, twenty one three point attempts. I mean, it's just crazy, and the attempts are difficult too. It's not like he's like getting you know catch and shoot looks from another primary creator. He's the one that's the primary creator of his own looks um, yeah. off the dribble threes. So, 
really, really impressive. Um, yeah, this one's going to be one that I'm just looking forward to sitting back and watching. Definitely a game where I could see a 15-point lead for either team, so maybe a live line mm-hmm. opportunity here on a comeback. I, I could see this one getting up there. So looking forward to watching this one, and obviously it will definitely factor in if this is a preview of the first-round matchup between the Jazz and Warriors and the 1-8. There's potential for that. Last game on the slate here. Let's go to Portland, where the Blazers are a 15-point favorite at home to your Houston Rockets. You know, always, as always, with these 15-point spreads, very tough to kind of go either way. Total at 238. Anything on this game, Munaf, that you want to play tonight? Yeah, I mean, you take a look at the Houston Rockets. I mean, they're pretty much trotting out almost like a D-squad team out there, right? I mean, no KPJ. Yeah, no KPJ. Uh, Christian Wood is probably done for the season, too. Um, again, you'd kind of take a look at that injury report for the Rockets. It, it's really long. Um, they're saying Christian Wood and Kelly Olenek are game-time decisions, but, I mean, I would prefer them not to play here tonight. It, it's a big number. The Rockets have covered two double-digit spreads in their last two games. Um, they're shooting the ball a lot better, but, you, again, defensively, the Rockets have just been terrible um, 29 in points allowed over their last five games, giving up 127 points per game, number 29 in defensive efficiency, number 29 in opponent three-point shots made. Um, I'm going to stay away from the spread here tonight. Yeah. If gun to my head, I would probably take Portland because, again, they're in that Western Conference playoff race. I did lock up uh, Portland team total first quarter. I believe it was at 31.5 or 32.5. Um you know, Portland, I think, is one of the highest scoring teams in that first quarter as far as scoring points. Um, and I think that should continue tonight against the Rockets team. With this kind of B squad, or sorry, this C D squad of the Houston Rockets, they've been playing at a higher. I'm sorry. <laughs> F squad, I was going to say. F squad, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, they've been playing at a higher pace. They've been getting kind of getting up and down the floor here. They're all the way up to number five in pace over their last five games. So I think that kind of favors. Portland, especially the way that they can, you know, shoot the basketball and and have success scoring the basketball. So I think that was one play that I did uh, lock up this morning with 32 and a half points uh, over first quarter for the Portland Trailblazers. Okay, there you go. I I like that play as well. That's, you know, a good find for the Rockets. Yeah, I mean, Kenyon Martin Jr., Anthony Lamb, um, Daquan Jeffries, like this starting lineup is getting pretty empty uh, in terms of, you know, NBA players that we know. Still have Daniel House coming off the bench playing 18 minutes, which is kind of funny um, because he's yeah. done that in the Western Conference Finals before. Um, so, yeah, yeah, nothing really for me on this game, although I will trust your instinct on that first quarter Blazers team total. Um, anything else on this game or should we get into best bets here? No, that that's it for this game. I mean, not, not, not one of the more exciting games. It's just, you know, fade the Houston team until the end of the season. Yeah, but between Wizard Talks, Bucks, Spurs, and Jazz Warriors should be a nice Monday night uh, with basketball. I know you also like to give some TV time to baseball, where you're a big contributor for the Sports Gambling Podcast Network as well. Best bets for this slate tonight, Munaf, Monday, May 10th. Let's get right into it. Where are you going with your favorite players on the board? Uh, let's see. I will... Man, I really like that over in the Bucks and uh, Spurs game. That one's kind of stuck out. Um, I'm going to go with the Pacers team total over the points here tonight. Um, I'm, I'm just going to full fate of this, this Cleveland Cavaliers defense. I mean, we rattled off the numbers earlier when we were talking about the game. Um, Indiana, again, they're still in that Eastern Conference playoff picture. They're still playing at that high pace. You have some bonus back, fully fading this Cleveland defense. Uh, give me the Bucks team. Sorry, the Pacers team total over the one nineteen and a half as my best bet for tonight. There you go, and I will go with the other play that you were considering, which is the over in Bucks Spurs two thirty three and a half. So that is my best bet for to slate. Any other best plays tonight? Or should we get out of here? Uh, no, just uh, look out for my uh, player props on my Twitter account there at Sports Nerd eight two four. Quickly, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw this out there. I think tonight we may see games with a lot, lot of points. I'm going to parlay all the overs here tonight just wow. for fun. Wow. Just put like a small pizza bet on it. Maybe like, you know, 10 bucks, 15, 20 bucks, whatever. Um, six games. I, I think this has the potential of, you know, all these games going over here tonight. Um, so uh, I'm going to throw that last, last piece out there. 
right. I got to do the math if you threw it out there. Okay. (laughs) I think six games would probably get you 10 bucks to win 400. Yeah. So what? Plus 4,000? Yeah. Yeah. 40 to one. There you go. Dijon's only parlay for the night. 40 to one parlay all the overs. Exactly. Is it more or less likely than the Dallas Mavericks winning the title is the question that you got to ask yourself on that 40 to one. Um, (laughs) But uh, as always, I I said, let's do a shorter show today. We end up going for over an hour. So always great to talk hoops with you, Munaf. Uh, Very fun show. I will miss tomorrow, but I think you'll be back with Dan tomorrow. Yeah. Me and Dan will get on tomorrow. We'll, uh, well, I think there's a bigger slate tomorrow night, which is really interesting because Mondays usually the get days we have a lot of more games, and tomorrow I think we're like ten games. But we'll break it down for you guys. We'll be back tomorrow with Dan. Oh, I'll be back with tomorrow with Dan, and then uh, uh, yeah. me and you will what? I'll be back on Wednesday. Yeah, we'll be back the rest of the week. Men- Wednesday tomorrow night we do have that Miami Boston rematch, Knicks Lakers. So uh, very fun show coming tomorrow from you and Dan. You can obviously follow Munaf on Twitter, as he mentioned, SportsNerd824, and check out all of our contributors at SportsGamblingPodcast.com. Join us in the Slack channel. You can sign up for that at sg.pn slash Slack. Continue to trickle up there, and we will have some more interactive uh, polls to preview our show for next week. So look out for that if you're in the Slack already. Um, follow me on Twitter at NBA Zach B. Um, anything else, Munaf? That is it, sir. Uh, last week of the NBA uh, regular season. Let's have a big week. Let's make some money. Yeah, let's have a big week. I agree. Starting off tonight, remember, Pacers team total over, Bucks Spurs game over. Those are the best bets for tonight. Good luck with everyone for your bets, and have a good one. Let it ride, everybody. Basketball.